Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Haley Teresi about her escape wedding at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she used the elements in the package and how she customized her day. So welcome, Haley. Hi, how's it going? It's great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm really interested to hear how everything turned out. First of all, though, how did you guys even decide, hey, we want to get married at Walt Disney World and we want to do the escape package? Well, we wanted a small wedding. Originally, my my mom, I was concerned about because she has a lot of anxiety issues with uh, social anxiety issues. So we wanted to keep it small. But Joe's family is the typical large Italian family where if we would not include somebody locally, it would have been a big insult. So we were trying to dwindle that number down. Also, we don't like being the center of attention. So we wanted a really small wedding. And Joe's parents won't fly either. So they have a timeshare out in Florida already. So we figured, hey, why not look into Disney and see if it's affordable? And the escape package fit our budget and it fit what we were looking for with the intimate wedding. That's great. And so his parents are in Florida already or they can go there without flying? Exactly. They We live in Cleveland, so they end up driving. It's an 18-hour drive for them, but they make it. They take a couple of days to drive there and kind of make a small vacation of just getting there. So they have a good time with getting there, and they already had their timeshare booked. So all we had to do was try and find out a date that was in their timeshare window so they wouldn't have to drive twice. That's great. So it sounds like they were probably on board. How did everybody else react when they found out where you were going to have your wedding? Well, Joe's family was a little sad that they weren't going to be able to be there, but they understood that we wanted a small wedding. So they were very respectful of that. A lot of people from my side were surprised because they didn't know. I'm kind of quiet and shy, so they didn't think that I was this big Disney fanatic because I don't have like Mickey Mouse all over my desk at work or anything. But they all thought it was fun and that we were doing the right thing by doing a smaller wedding. That's great that they were so supportive. How many guests ended up making the trip? We invited a total of 14, but only 10 people made that, including Joe and myself. Okay. And then how was the process for you planning from so far away? Did you find that with the internet, it wasn't a big deal? Or were there times where you wished you were local? We had never seen the boardwalk before. We had been to Disney, but we never did the resort hopping. So we we were planning for a wedding where we had never even seen the location. So that kind of made me a little nervous just because I didn't know what I was walking into. We didn't know all the options that were available when we first started down the journey. We went through the website, so we knew like they offered a package, but we didn't know that there were add-ons that you could do, like the dessert party we didn't know about, and even some of the other customizations. 
That's cool. So how did you find out about those? Oh, the internet, passporters, Disney, weddings and honeymoons, that helped a ton. And then just people on the internet through the different Disney boards were very helpful in just telling us what they did and where they were able to customize. So previous Disney uh, brides are a great resource. (laughs) I definitely agree. Yeah, they have so many great ideas. And then which options from the package did you end up choosing? So for our package, we ended up with Seabreeze Point, which we we debated on. We were really between that and the wedding pavilion, but we decided we wanted to be outside. For the floral, I went with a Cascading Beauty, but I upgraded some of the flowers that were in that. Like I didn't want the lilies. I wanted sunflowers because that was one of the things that I, I still wanted a fall feel, even though it was in Florida It was still October, so I still wanted that fall feel. So I updated the colors in that to be more oranges and yellows. And we went with an orange boutonniere for the guys, just the typical boutonnieres. We traded in our photo album for the archival CD, which we're still waiting on. Hmm. And then we added an additional hour of photography on there. We did have Mickey and Minnie as our guests. And for our cake, we found out that we could actually do two different flavors for the top tier and the bottom tier. So we did that. And then a couple additional things that we added on was we did dinner, but that is booked separate than going through the wedding. And then we also added on a dessert party. Okay, cool. So I'm going to ask about those in a second. But first, my favorite question to ask, what flavor combinations did you pick for the cake? For the top tier, we did almond and the amaretto crunch. And for the bottom tier, we did the chocolate and peanut butter cup. After a heavy dinner, the almond was the clear favorite. Interesting. Okay, that's good to know because a lot of people, you know, they're not going to get to taste these before they have their escape event. So it's great to get recommendations. I mean, we had dinner at the Yachtsman, so it was a heavy dinner. If it wasn't for the heavy dinner, I'm sure that more people would have liked the chocolate. It was just a lot more rich and heavier. Interesting. Okay. So now I want to talk about the private events, but first, can you just give a basic timeline of how your day ran with the ceremony and how the events dovetailed with that? My maid of honor was also Joe's sister. So they they had kidnapped me the night before. So Joe and I went to see each other. So we got up around like just 7 a.m. just so we could all make it in the shower and get breakfast together. At 10 o'clock, we had our hair and makeup come. We used Butte Special or I'm not sure how you pronounce them, but we went through Butte. And they were fantastic. They came right on time. They did exactly what we asked them to do. And then at 1.15, the limo came and got my groom and my guests went with him. At 1.20, I got the call about the weather looking iffy. Oh, no. So they, I got the call from my planner and she said that the weather was looking bad. And she knew that I did not want to have the wedding indoor at any cost. Because of the lovely ballrooms. The ballrooms, they're, they're not ugly in person, but in my opinion, they don't photograph that well. So I was a little concerned. So she gave me three options. She gave me the first option, try to keep everything outdoors. The second option, move everything indoors. And the third option was to have the ceremony outdoors and move the cake reception indoors. But if I took the outdoor option and it rained, I had to know that Mickey and Minnie would not be able to join us. Mm. So I decided to do the combined option of have our ceremony outside and then our cake reception inside, which 
helped us because it was also a 90 degree day. So it got us into the air conditioning a little bit. So it actually worked out perfect. That's great. So your ceremony was at Seabreeze Point. Where did they set up your reception? It was inside one of the ballrooms in the boardwalk. It was a smaller room that they had. Um, I'm not even sure what the name of it was. So when we got there, they um, sat us down in the lobby. I was in one area and I couldn't see my groom or um, any of my guests where they had me sitting. And they just kind of went over what was going to happen. I got to meet my violinist and my photographer. My photographer took a couple pictures. I was told that my guest and my groom were all going out to Seabreeze Point. And then we started going and the sky opened up mm. and it started raining. We got stuck under an awning with a small Italian family who kept assuring me that rain on your wedding day was good luck. <laughs> But then it was a typical Florida storm, like 15 minutes, and it was done, and we were on our way. So we did start a little late, but it wasn't that that late, and we were going indoors anyways for the cake reception, so we didn't hold the next bride up. And then at the cake reception, our wedding planner stopped us, kind of told us what was going to happen, that we were going to be introduced, and then Mickey and Minnie would be introduced. And then we would cut the cake together and we would do our first dance and then we would get more pictures. And that's exactly what happened. And then after that, my guests were whisked away by the limo to go to dinner and we stayed behind for more pictures. And then we met up with our guests for dinner. After that, we went to the dessert party, which was also moved indoors because of the rain. Yeah. Um, the One of the things I wish is I wish we would have spaced out our dinner and our dessert party a little bit more because we were all too stuffed to kind of taste the desserts. So note to other brides, kind of space it out or or give give yourself a little room or don't order so much food. But then after, after we had the desserts, the rain stopped and we got to go out and have uh, view the fireworks. And actually, because of the rain, our firework viewing spot went from, we were supposed to have it at Vikings Landing, and it got moved to um, the French Upper. Oh, nice. So it was a much better location with no trees, and it was a much bigger location as well. That's great. And where did they set up your desserts in Epcot? We were in one of the back rooms. So we came around backstage and they took us through a back door and it was kind of just a sectioned area. It it kind of looked like a ballroom. I have actually no idea where I was. Interesting. Oh, now I got to see your pictures. <laughs> and so but that worked out for you. You got to see the fireworks and you still got your desserts and everything. For your dinner, was that just a dining reservation at Yachtsman or did you ask to have a certain section or how did you work that? It ended up being just a dining reservation. Um, I worked through the management staff at Yachtsman because originally we were a party that was bigger than 10 and you could only book 10 people through Disney dining. So I had to get a few numbers because of when you leave a message for Yachtsman, sometimes they're a little bit slower to return your call. So I had to call several times and I ended up calling Disney dining and the person I spoke to was like, you know what? I know when the manager is in, I know somebody you can talk to. Let me get you connected. So I ended up having to go through Disney Dining to actually find somebody. It's just that their staff is so busy over there that they don't always have time to return calls. Right, right. 
And now when you were planning, what were the most important aspects of the wedding and the ones that were the least important? So maybe the places where you focused your attention and your budget or the places where you thought, you know, we can save a lot of money or I'm not going to bother wasting my time on that. The big one was my dress. I, I really wanted, I told Joe when we got engaged that the, the things that were important to me were my dress and photos because Joe and I, we are not big into photos. So we don't have that many of each other. So I figured it was a perfect opportunity to get some. Our attention kind of also turned towards our guests because of they were traveling all this way to be with us. So we wanted to make sure that they were seeing Disney because of most of them have never been there before. And we also wanted to just have them have that experience, that the Disney experience. So we wanted them to be able to see the parks, see the fireworks and try the food and just take it all in like we have been able to do. That's great. And then the areas where you kind of saved your money or you didn't waste your time? <laughs> Floral and decorations were kind of where we decided that Disney was a nice enough backdrop as it was, and we didn't really need to go all out on additional floral or any of the decor. Got it. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I remember more of the the silly things that that didn't go as planned, like my now sister-in-law calling my brother-in-law, telling him, hey, you have to do the best man speech because he wasn't aware of that. And um of course, getting stuck under the awning with the little Italian family. I, I remember that one. And then just the best man was more nervous than anybody else. And <laughs> it was just funny that because of me and uh, Joe, we were completely calm. But we're, we are an older couple and we've been together for, for a longer time. So it was kind of the next step for us. So we were completely calm and we were just watching his family that was nervous. Oh, and then did anything go wrong? I mean, besides, you know, the rain, but it sounds like you didn't really let the rain put a damper on your day. Was there anything that felt like it went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? The the rain was the big one, but it actually ended up helping us just because it was such a hot day. It got us into the air conditioning a little bit. And just being in all that formal attire, it is heavy. And it was a nice break to be able to go indoors. But it was mostly the rain kind of didn't turn out exactly how I expected. And my mom also ended up not coming. And with that, my dad decided it was best for him to stay back with her. So my parents didn't come. And to me, that was a huge deal before. It ended up not being that big of a deal. And I kind of saw with her having the social anxiety, I don't think she would have been able to do the dessert party. Oh, interesting. Just with how our guide for the dessert party was like rallying everybody around us and saying, bride coming through, can we get an applause and trying to get the crowd to hoot and holler for us, which I mean, it's a great experience. But if you have that social anxiety, that's one layer that you probably don't want to deal with. So it actually ended up working out. And in the end, it is about the bride and the groom and everybody there to support you. It's nice to have them. But in the end, it really is just about you guys. Was there anything that you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? The biggest thing I would say is don't be afraid to ask your planner anything, even the, even if it's outside of the package. The worst thing your planner can say is, no, we're not going to be able to do that. Or we can do that, but there's going to be an additional char charge associated with it. And then at that point, you can make your decision if it's worth 
worth the extra cost or not. The other thing is, is if you're considering a Disney wedding, but you don't think you can afford it, talk to Disney and see what, see what options you can have. I mean, the base package is out there with how much it's going to cost and there's ways to do it because of when we first started looking, I was thinking, oh, it's a Disney wedding. That's going to be 30 grand at minimum. And then I found out the escape packages are very reasonable. So it's just, don't, don't think it's not possible if that's what you want. That's great advice. Any other tips for future Disney brides and grooms? Have fun with it and enjoy the experience. You're going to go through it one time and then after it's over, it's not that it's over, you're moving on with different parts of your life, but just enjoy the experience and have fun on your your wedding day because even though it is an intimate ceremony, it's still at Disney and there's still a ton of people around that are going to be looking at you. And it's quite the experience and it, it was a fun time. So just enjoy it. That's great advice. Well, Haley, thank you so much for sharing your story. I think it's really instructive to future escape couples and I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.